There once was a man named Gold Roger who was king of the pirates. He had fame, power, and wealth beyond your wildest dreams. Before they hung him from the gallows, these were the final words he said. Our perspective is yours for the taking, but you'll have to join us first. We left everything we debated at the Yonko table. Ever since, pirates from all over the world set sail for the Grand Line, searching for the Yonko table, the table that will make their dreams come true. Yo! Yeah, yo, yeah, yo, folks, welcome to the Yonko table. That's right, it's the voice of Grandmaster Hoop coming at you for what is the finale of season two of the epic hit HBO series, Euphoria. That's right, everybody. After seven episodes of having everybody in their minds go crazy over these revelations and all this story and plot lines, we have come to the conclusion of this finale that aired Sunday night. And we here at the table are here to deep dive and discuss. But I'm never here alone. We got some supernovas in the house. Let's hear who is joining the table tonight. This is Nisa's Pieces, and I'm here to put together all the pieces. It's the one, the only, Nino Desplazado. Who's that dork? It's Dars. Call me Kame Chris. All right, folks. I mean, let's just get into it. I mean, it's been, you, we've had two days to digest everything that we took in. Uh, I only watched it once. I watched it yesterday. It's relatively fresh. Usually I watch it two times, but I'm walking away from this finale. I'm broken. I'm hurt. I'm a little upset over some things. Uh, and that's all that's talking about the show and what happens, you know, like behind the scenes. But overall, I'm satisfied. I'm invested in the show. I'm invested in the characters. Don't look at me like that. Don't look at me like that. I can feel what I feel. And I felt something watching this finale. Okay. Now, of course, not everything was great, but what they did nail was really good that's why i still just getting emotional about that 28 minute song that elliot was singing to rue so i think that 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 really pulled out all the emotion out of you i think that did really not pull any well actually the lyrics were actually really good i <laughs> will vouch for elliot in those lyrics <laughs> um if you read between the lines and the metaphor you got to be metaphorical I want to. I just want to preface or end that quote from you, Grandmaster Hoop. That this is coming from a Limeron Miranda fan, so take it with a grain of salt. Oh my gosh, you need to wow. stop! Don't just stop with the hate. Oh my god! Stop with <laughs> 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 Are you saying I have no lyrical depth because I like Lin Manuel? I didn't say that, but if you take it. That's a different thing. He's saying if the glass slipper fits, then put it on, baby. Oh. <laughs> um, his lyrics were good. They were good. It was all about his relationship with Rue. And, you know, he, she's a star that fell on his head. Wait, okay. Where did you watch the Enter Euphoria episode? No. Yeah. No, it wasn't Who wrote there. That song? Who wrote that song? I don't know. Lab was it Labyrinth, right? And Zendaya. Zendaya and Labyrinth. Yeah, I was just about to say, because Dr. Rika's not here, did you watch the uh, special at the end? No. Grandmaster. No, were, okay. it wasn't there they, when they, I played they, the episode. They, yeah, they literally did, like, specifically discussed that, yeah. <laughs> Fine, yeah. well, look at me. I have the same opinion <laughs> as them. I'm a lyrical <laughs> genius. Now, did it overstay its welcome? Yes, I can't believe we're starting with Elliot's song. 
Um, get the get the worst out of the way, you know. Sure, yeah. Yeah. not the worst. <laughs> Maybe the worst out of the way. I'm still an Elliot Stan. I don't care what y'all say. He he messy for sure, but I think his intentions were kind of not innocent, but kind of innocent. But I feel like that book is like closed. Mm. You mean innocent, like after he fucked Jules? <laughs> yeah, I want to take you. Yeah, Thank innocent. you. <laughs> he has not come clean about that. <laughs> I don't think he ever will. If we didn't hear it in the finale, I don't think we're gonna hear. It. Uh, I think Elliot's gone. Elliot said, "Look no, at me he's... up on Spotify. I'm starting well, my music." No, he's actually he's... gonna come back for season three. He comes yeah, because next Jules has someone to be in a relationship with now. That's so bad. Oh my yeah, he's god! He's coming that's... back for season three. He confirmed that it. Is so, like, it's not. It's not. It's not the point. What do you call it? That Elliot, like, I don't think he's a bad actor. I think Dominique is a very, you know, interesting actor. He makes really interesting choices. I just hate the character. Like, this story in the, what do you call it? In season one, it was about two, you know, queer uh, non-men getting together in high school. And then how Sam wrote them apart when he had like a really in he already had something there to drip them apart which was like Jules, you know jules hesitancy to be with rue because rue's relapsed and run rue's relapse but instead he added elliot in there i don't know how i feel about him coming back i think he was one of the low points in this in this season i don't know i don't think any it feels like just the way that this final episode went i don't think anything may apply I think this might be retconned at some point. Like, Ooh. I don't know. This just from no. like, like just from the background, like from what's been going on in the background and like the issues that the actors have been having and stuff. Um, well, allegedly. Um, you know, I, I have to agree with you. I feel like this was kind of like a last minute character write-in type thing. Like, yeah. crap, we can't do anything with this character or this character. Let's try to add a new person, something fresh into the dynamic. And I think could his story have been a little bit stronger? Sure, but like, I also think that like, it kind of, in a way, played a little bit of a balance of like, this is someone who uses drugs, but doesn't necessarily abuse drugs. Like, what Jules is used to, what Rue is used to. Um, even, shoot, even what Lexi is used to, you know? Like, this is, he's not great in any way, he's just using drugs but it's not to the extent that they have been used to like their family members doing it and i think in a way he may potentially fuck up jewels more than like these addicts will because like he's a, a not a social drug user but he's a drug user without necessarily being being an addict you know and um i'm who knows i might be eating my words and like he may just like i don't know completely ruin season three but I, I think he's going to add an interesting and a different dynamic in a way. I mean, we'll, we'll yeah. see. I, 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 when you said retcon, uh, goodness, it did feel kind of like a, like the way it ended, a lot of, a lot of plot lines are still open. And I'm wondering whether or not these plot lines will be a factor still in season three. But also, yeah, with whatever is going behind the scenes, really was like transparent in the storytelling mm -hmm. um again yes. we've we've been over the characters who've taken the major backseat cat 
even Jules has taken a major backseat. Um, you forget shoot. about McKay. 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 Like we got so many characters that were like totally forgotten about. But then McKay in the fired, I don't even know. But in the in the in the finale too, there was a lot of characters missing, and maybe it wasn't their story, or maybe it was because it was a continuation of episode eight. I'm sorry, episode seven. But you know, we didn't see, you know, um, yeah. the mom. Yeah, Gia. Gia. We didn't see Gia. We didn't see Ruth's family. Um, we didn't see Ali. Yeah. Um, you know what we did see? We saw Ruth's uh, funeral scene or her, her dad's funeral scene for like the fifth time this season. Okay, and I was trying to compartmentalize why they keep showing this scene. Didn't we get a little more every time? No. Yes. Yes, we no, did. We got, we got, we got the whole thing on like the third time. We, no. we, we saw the end. Of the, there were some the pieces. The there were some pieces that were repeated, but there was some that was like new every time. But I don't, I don't, I'm trying to understand why they just couldn't just show it all in one shot instead yeah. of repeating. I'm going to hold, and I'm going to hold my opinion on that when we talk about something else. But isn't there, uh, there is there is a term though when it comes oh. to cinematography when you have um, you start off with one scene and you end with the same scene. I can't remember what the name of that term is, it's but um, it's it's a it's bookend. Bookending, yeah, sure. I think Sin, Sin City was the first time that I recognized something that was kind of like that. But Lexi's play is doing the same thing. She started off with the funeral. She went through all like our life, and then she ended with that funeral scene. You shaking your head, comic Chris. <laughs> Fine, we're here. Let's talk about the conclusion of this play, uh, Act Two. Oh here we go. Um, here we go. Oh, now hold up. Hold your whatever reservations you might have, because <laughs> the play doesn't even start with the play after the intermission. Uh, yeah, that's not even, yeah, I was going to say, uh, I was like, we don't have to do that right My now. goodness, I feel, <laughs> Cassie came in, one, I love the music, oh my gosh, I think the music really, like, <laughs> made the feelings of everybody so palpable, I don't know, <laughs> the music was Perfect. so, on. I don't know, that's probably some Beethoven, Bach type of thing, and they're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. we're going to use that crescendo right there, crescendo right there, right there, <laughs> oh my god. And then Cassie comes and has this like Game of Thrones-esque monologue where she's trying to sound like the smartest person in the room. I was, right. like, I was like, get the fuck off the stage, Cassie. She's trying Anybody to pull like you. Stupid. <laughs> oh, I hate her. I and then she had the audacity to be I like, love... oh, is this the part of the play where Hallie's oh, yeah. from Martin? I'm like, this bitch, Maddie, go get her ass. <laughs> The audacity. She, but the she audacity. really she really was like, I'm gonna talk the talk. And then she tried she tried to double down on being a villain. And then she was like, Maybe I don't wanna be a villain. It's not fair, please. Mom, it's not fair. <laughs> I think I think honestly <laughs> she she really I think when it came to I say I'd say like her going on stage and trying to be ballsy was like, come on, girl. You should have been ballsy a long time ago. You should have like, you know, had that confidence a really long time ago. Then it's like, you know, she tried to go on stage and have a point, which she did have a point about her sister, which 
I can get into more, but you sure she can. did have a point in which she did have a point in which she was saying because Lexi is a bystander in this, and everybody's living their life while she tells their story, which is pretty messed up. So I will say she did have a point there, but she should have had several seats, a few more seats, and stayed there, and then went off on her sister alone. Because what she now did was just open the door for Maddie to be like, yeah, uh, hello, Miss <laughs> Bold. <laughs> uh, you like to sleep with other people's dudes and not, like, say anything? Best friend? Like, you know, so it's like, come on, girl. Like, I, I'm not a Cassie. I don't like Cassie. I just like that she called her sister out on the weird shit that she was doing for real. Yeah, because like, we know like, you don't hate Lexi. <laughs> <laughs> I think Cassie, like, she was seeing red, just like how Nate was seeing red at that random homophobic, quote unquote, homophobic scene. But like, she was seeing red. She's love drunk off of Nate for some reason. And so once he broke up with her, she's like, I'm gonna kill her. Like, she got like so like pissed off. It was but, the window. Like, saying, she and then Rue, Rue, oh my gosh Rue's face during that like it was literally as soon as I saw I'm like that's a meme that's a meme right there yeah oh, it's, I it's the perfect face I I definitely... all I could do is laugh when I heard her breathe I was like is this for real <laughs> she definitely had a lot of momentum because I know she was angry that Nick broke up with her and she was really pissed but the reason being was because her sister was putting on this play and exposing everyone. I think, uh, I because like I feel like before that, like she, not that she was okay with the play, but she was just like not as pissed about. It. I think she got like more pissed when it's like it resulted in the ending of her relationship with Nate when Nate broke up with her. That's when she got mad. That's like what triggered her. I think before that, like if you notice, like I feel like throughout the play, it's a lot of her crying. And, you know, realizing, like, you know, the memories of their dad and, like, now he's not there and, like, she really misses him. And then, like, her relationship with Maddie and how, like, you know, that's no longer intact. I really think she wasn't, she, I really feel like the only reason why she was really pissed off about the play is because Nate broke up with her. Because before that, I feel like it was a lot of just reminiscing for her and bringing right. those memories before. But... Yeah, I feel like a lot of her anger just was that from fueled from that. And it wasn't, she was just like spewing out hate because she was upset. I don't really yeah. think like that's how she really felt about Lexi. That one, that one uh, audience member that was like, hey, that's racist. <laughs> that's <laughs> racist, right. Oh, yeah. is, this, is this part of the play? <laughs> that's racist. Honestly, yeah. best uh, best audience because they were they were really digging into, <laughs> into realistic. Everything. It was realistic. Like in high school, <laughs> that's what some assholes would say in the audience. You know? Oh yeah. Like, Shows your boobs. Shows your boobs. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. When they said, <laughs> but also too, I just the structure of the play. It seems uh, a scene like that could happen. Sue's coming on, being like, "Hi, I'm 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 the mother of Lexi." Oh my god! Um, I'm played by Ethan. Ethan, like, <laughs> uh, it, it, I I would be confused too. I would think that's literally part of the play. And then, uh, I guess the icing on the cake for Cassie's anger was, uh, in Nisa the carousel. Pieces, the carousel. Yeah. See, that was a dare. That was that a was dare. a dare. That I feel like everything yeah. before that, like, I feel like it was truly just how Lexi remembers things besides the Nate scene. 
Like that was definitely, you know, theatrical. And how she put, that was definitely a dig on Nate. But I feel like before that, like everything was just how she remembered it. Just like walking everyone through her life. That Carol Sill scene was definitely a dig, but I'm sorry, it was hilarious. I, oh, oh, hands again, down. like, oh, it was Maddie, funny. It like, was funny. <laughs> like, honestly, like, I understand, like, why Cassie's upset, but it's also like, girl, you, you really did do that. You, you, you know that, right? But that's not Lexi's story to tell, though. Which uh, she I didn't even tell it. Everybody in the whole town saw it. But okay, but that's literally her. Okay, since everybody in town saw it, right, and they didn't even know that they were, the like the play was about them. They were going to know when that happened. So it's be like, like, hmm. So what it's other like, okay, friend group? Really what other friend groups? Yeah. Um, has you know, a girl that is like Hispanic that starts with an M, and then what do you call it? A girl who was getting high on a carousel, and then they're really like, hmm. I wonder where we could find them. But they knew from the beginning. <laughs> everyone knew from the beginning, though, even before the carousel scene. I mean, everyone was looking at Nate. Everyone was looking at Nate when his scene came up, so you can't like but, you know. <laughs> everyone knew, but it was weird because you wouldn't think. I think it was like right before that they had got surprised when they were like, um, when Maddie was like, "Oh, you like sleep with the uh, uh with their boyfriends," or she said something in the audience. Everybody's like, <gasps> and it's like they were like, "Oh, that's them," and I'm like, "Wait, oh, <laughs> we knew that. You not to put two and two together, like." But <laughs> that that happened a long time ago. So they work together. That have no idea who these people are. You know, there's gonna be some people in the audience that are gonna be like, huh? Yeah, and I think I think since we're on the play, um, you know, Chris, you brought you. We've been going back and forth for like two weeks now about what do you call it? About like the ethics of witness. And you know what? I think I think I can come to a middle middle ground here because, like. Some of the stuff that was in Lexi's play, I'm like, why are you putting this in here? And I get it that they try to have their cake and eat it too. That's mm -hmm. that's what Sam Levinson wanted wanted to do. She was like, look, ooh, I'm 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 so smart. I'm oh my god, I'm writing with one hand, and you know, <laughs> as, and then the other the other side of that is that nothing really makes sense because he wanted to show there were moments that lexi like lexi was shown caring about these people and taking care of them and then but you can't try and shoehorn that in at the end with those scenes where she came in for rue where she came in for cassie where she came in for her dad where she came in for all these people that she cared about you know you can't shoehorn that in at the end and then in, see, in episode three of this season be like, I've always kind of been a loner and, you know, I feel like I'm not in my life. And then I'm like, so which is it? Which is it? Are you are you just there in the background? Or are you actively taking care of these people like like, you know, you are. So what what is it? And I think he just really got carried away. Like, I think I, and when I say he, I mean, Sam, Sam Levinson got carried away with like what this play could do within the narrative i don't know i think that than... he was trying to get some like self-discovery in a way like after she like as a writer you know that like your interpretation of where you are and then when you actually put it down on paper and you actually start to tell the story you kind of are like oh wow i'm not as much of a back character as i thought i was like maybe i'm a little bit more caring maybe i'm a little bit more of like that person that's like that supporting role and that supporting role should never be looked down upon. Like everyone needs to have that support. Some great movies 
are carried because of the supporting role, you know? And so I think like with Lexi's life, she was that supporting role for her friends, but you can see that she, that supporting role was also a very caring and loving person that was like there for them, sometimes at the hardest times. I yeah, but, it then, it, but then it begs the question, it really does beg the question of like, did, did Lexi get someone to, to edit this? Did someone other than Lexi, right? read this play and give her feedback on it or was like, she pulling a sam levinson and tyler perry where they write you know one draft and they're like okay time to time to publish well we were talking about this yesterday too these pieces and i they, they confirmed rue read the play before watching the play okay it's kind of okay yeah like that that seemed like it gets a little confusing because yes. it's like it shows it like that rue like obviously like that part was in the play because it happened before the play so let's say put it in the play and then like re-watching it i noticed like rue had said oh lexi said oh like rue's like i really loved your play i feel like you know it helped me and she's like glad you're the only one that thinks that so it's a little bit confusing i don't know if that scene happened before the play it at first it, at first glance it looked like you know lexi ran this by rue she got rue's blessing oh. And are switching so much, yeah, 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 it didn't make sense, yeah. So, like, I was under the impression that it looked like Lexi like showed Rue the play beforehand before the play was put on, and that's why that scene was in the play. But then, when I was like listening to the context a little bit more, like, that's when Lexi was like, Well, I think you're the only one who feels that way, so I'm just like, I don't know, that and scene, like, I was so confident that she had shown this scene happened before the play was put on, but now I'm, like, a little confused. I don't know how, what you guys think, but I feel like that confused the hell out of me. No, it confused the hell out of me, too, because then they shifted to the... I thought it was after. I thought it was after, I, and that it was a reconciliation after the play, and I was like, this is perfect. And then they switched. The scene is in the play now, and I was like, wait a minute. And then he, um, Sam Levinson confirmed that you don't know what the play is and what's not in the play. And I'm like, no drugs. Because like, what? <laughs> a, a, a euphoric state of mind where you don't know Gosh. what's linear or what's non-linear. And I guess maybe that's the ambiguity of the play. You can piece together what transpired before or what transpired after, but I think Darts raises a really good point with the, the, the bystander and the support. It offers a different perspective. She lives in a, she lives, you know, she's in a group of these friends who they're kind of all their main character. And Lexi has accepted her role as the supporting character. And she just offers a new perspective. And a lot of the play was a very, you know, it was very heartwarming. It was very touching. You know, she touched on topics that resonated like, uh, like we said, Cassie did feel some type of way during the play, uh, and she only got angry because Nate broke up with her. But, you know, she was having an emotional connection to scenes in the play, which could have been redeeming for Cassie, especially when it was like that scene where she comforted Maddie, you know, when Maddie stayed over that one night, you know. But, um, yes, there were digs in the play, which, again, that brings back Fez's comment saying... Some people need to get their feelings hurt. And uh, it, 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 it all offers perspective. Get her feelings hurt. It, her it all offers 
perspective. But Fez also believes that some people should die sometimes. Shut Thank up. You. Stop I'm like, he's sorry. a drug dealer. Why is she listening to him? Stop it. <laughs> and you will not put up the Fez hate here. He, I love Fez. He's going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> like, why are we listening to someone that's going to jail? He <laughs> wants to be on a farm. He wants to be on a farm. See, hold up. Because, okay, this is the only, like, I think this is like the biggest issue I, I like see it's so apparent. Everybody has a lot of empathy for Lexi because there's a lot of people that watch the show, I feel, including myself, that are like kind of like in her shoes sometimes where they feel like they're kind of in the background and they're really kind of introverted, maybe not talk a lot or whatever. I get that. I understand that. What I, my problem is it goes both ways. If you don't like Cassie, you can't like Lexi. And if you like Lexi, you have to like Cassie because Nate, it wasn't just because Nate broke up with her. It was because every time she has a man in her life, as we saw when she was a kid, she is very um, compliant. She's very, you know, sweet. You know, she's trying to be like perfect or whatnot. But when we're talking about when, right, when he broke up with her, she had no man to like hold her back. So she became bold. Cassie decided to say what she wanted to say. And she had no man to like hold her back. And I will say, that is a lot of the case for a lot of people in general when they don't have you know that one i would say like if you're a man and like let's say like you have like no girl like you have like some girlfriends or whatever but you don't have you don't hang around a lot of girls and you're a straight man and you get broken up with with a girl you tend to oh i don't trust girls i don't want to do anything with girls so then you you're like you're really in a pissy mood Cassie is on like the verge of just like, I'm in a pissy mood. So I don't like anyone that's had to do with this Nate situation. So she's literally just going off for her sister. Like, I mean, tangent line, like just going off for her sister. And then, and then when Maddie calls her out, that's when you see like, oh girl, you're a punk at the end of the day. Like, you're like how men do when they're like, oh, you know, I don't mess with girls. But then when a girl they like comes up to them, they're like, oh, oh, oh my God. Like, you know, I love her. Like, I'm just trying to make a comparison to like, when it's just like when men are like broken up with and then they have their like tantrums she had the same thing it's just that she's a woman and we don't like her and she seems really weak that everyone's attacking cassie but lexi is just as fucked up for putting all this shit in the play in the first place so it's just like and and then we're like oh because of reasons but it's like cassie has multiple reasons why she is the way she is and no one's giving her like the time of day but it's like Okay, we I know she's like a white girl, blonde hair, but we still gotta be like, you know, a little bit understanding of where she's coming from. So it's like you I, can't hate one and then like the and then, you know, like the other. Like it just doesn't make sense. And I hear but that, but it's just like my problem with Cassie is like the lack of self-awareness and ownership for when she fucks up. I think like that's the part that really pissed me off. And I can't really say the same for Lexi because I feel like Lexi hasn't really been put in that position yet. So who knows like how Lexi would react like when she's called out on her shit. I mean, obviously she just kind of, she kind of just, when Cassie was calling her, she was just like kind of quiet. Like she didn't really like, you know, deny what she was doing or really like, you know, also like defend herself either. But I feel like my problem with Cassie is like, no matter like, I don't know, again, it all ties back to Maddie for me. It's just like the fact that this was your best friend. She was basically crying on the other side of the door and you didn't have the balls to, like open up and talk to her face to face and like tell her like what happened and if our friendship is still worth it just like um, lexi yeah. just did you just said it lexi did the exact same thing you just you just made the i feel the like connection 
<laughs> yeah, like, Lex, yeah, I guess Cassie did kind of shut down, but like, also, like, Cassie, like, denies it too. You know, I, Lexi Ownership. shut down, but Cassie also denies it. Like, she's just like, they were broken up. She tried to, like, justify what she did. You know what I'm saying? It's not like Lexi's out here, like, um, like I did this because, like, she, you know, she was not like she was like actively like defending. I feel like Lexi just shut down. We Both might, are in casting. But you want to know something? You want to know something? This is where I think um, the issues that we're having is because the writing um, celebrates Lexi for what she does and then destroys Cassie for what she does. And ultimately, we I think we expected a little bit more complexity in this season, um, especially with both sides of this of, of of these issues, because I think I think honestly, the as a writer, like maybe Lexi would take the risk and maybe that episode, you know, pass the play finishes and then people like call her out on her shit. Like maybe Cassie has a right to be mad, you know, like you definitely I don't know how I feel about how you presented me in the play. And maybe there should have been a reckoning for that. But also, I feel like you could have had multiple people have different opinions on the play, but we never get to see that. You know what I mean? Like, um, it would be interesting to see how Maddie felt about the play going up to them and be like, you know, you put some th like like what Rue got, what Rue got with Lexi. It should have been like at least for Maddie and for for Cassie because Maddie had a very we might get that next season. I oh, mean, but that's next season. That's too late. Too late. I, I, I mean. As a starting point, too. as a starting point, <laughs> it would be good to follow up on how this play has affected in the long term these characters or the high school in itself and whatnot. It would be good to follow up and know what happens next because that is a very good point. Uh, you know, they really did villainize Cassie a lot. You know, she even you know, I'll be the villain. <laughs> you want me to be the villain? <laughs> I feel I'll like they might do it too because I feel like from season one, you know, Fez is over here threatening Nate, and we're like, and it just like ends like that. And we're just like, is he gonna do anything? Like, what? What the fuck? Like, Nate needs to get his ass whooped, and then they open up season two. Nate got his ass whooped, so he hopefully, sure so hopefully that gives us some promise that maybe whatever we're hoping for that we didn't get to see this season means that season three will pick it up maybe maybe cassie will have because i honestly i love cassie in season one i feel like i really empathize with her i think just the struggle with me this season is just like her lack of ownership and just like the her bird. yeah just like and also too like it just broke my heart because like her and maddie were so close and it's like she didn't care about it because of nate some psychopath that came into her life and i know he manipulated her and everything too but it's just like at the end of the day like that was your best friend and like you were you know consoling her like while she was like grieving this relationship and you know also talking about getting back together with him like I don't know like as a woman like that just like really hits home for me because I feel like again girl code so I feel like that was the hard part for me because I loved Cassie in season one I feel like I really empathize with her a lot but this season she made it so hard <laughs> so so hard she has a good, you know, a, I would just say that again, it falls on the writing because ultimately, I feel like you can have this storyline, and but you need to have multiple points of contention. You because do you know you know what? If I would have if I would have wrote this season and had the same events, if I would have, <laughs> it, it would have been very different because you had the perfect foil at the beginning because they let's say that Cassie gets you know 
swept up by Nate by first of all I, I would not show that speeding scene and then she's like oh you're speeding let me take off my you know I'm not gonna do that but definitely it would definitely have a contrast between Nate literally going to McKay and be like yeah yeah you you know you 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 had sex with her or whatever you know what I mean and basically trying to glow versus when Cassie gets confronted by Maddie it's something different it's something that we have to we as an audience have to reckon with ourselves and see how far or or what choice Cassie will make in that moment um but ultimately we didn't get that we got we got the the, the skeleton of a really good story and then ultimately like in none of the none of the fat none of the meat came with it yeah, which speaking of which how do we feel about that fighting scene now that we're <laughs> i was gonna say um i don't want to harp on the play i mean i think we covered pretty much all aspects of the play but yes the fight i know a lot of people <laughs> wanted more i yeah. know i was i was screaming I was like i'm trying to think like a fight there was a fight no <laughs> maddie just slapping the fuck out of cats in the right well, <laughs> she, she, she uh <laughs> slammed her face into the wall yeah, slammed her face into maddie, the wall. No. <laughs> I would call it a fight. Bitch is happy that whole I'm not going to lie. BB was great. She was gone the entire season. She's like, get that hoe. Bitch oh. slapper. You know she deserve it. Like, she oh my God. Beat her ass. She, she fucked your boyfriend. Beat her ass. Bates. She <laughs> was hilarious. Her yeah. and Bobby. Her and Bobby. Oh, Bobby, nice. yes. Oh, I love Bobby. Please oh, give my. some Please give some credit to Bobby. Giddy oh, up. my God. Giddy up. She honestly, said, honestly. <laughs> When she was like, oh, they were like, oh, should we stop the play? And then just like, no, that's the brilliance of Cassie Howard. The, uh, the, yes, the brilliance. Yes, yes, Man, yes. He cracks <laughs> me up so much. I love her. I hope we see more of her next season. That oh, is something I definitely, I, I hope so. She is hilarious. She's so Basically, quiet. She's a little one liners. It just like takes it. But you see, she was great because she was messy, but then cleaned up her mess after. True. She was, she was, she let the mess happen, even though she was stage manager. But then she went back and checked in on Lexi. She's like, "Art should be dangerous. Let's get on with the show," you know. <laughs> like, She's so cute. And actually, that was a really good quote too. Art should be dangerous. Push <laughs> the boundaries of what is accepted and what is not, and just live for your art. Don't live for the reaction. Yeah, and talking about what should be accepted and what shouldn't be accepted. Don't do let's it. Talk about that Nate scene. Okay, that should not be accepted at okay. all. What oh. a weird scene, too. Because one, I, the way they were going back, I think they were going back and forth between Fez and Nate. Um, so the whole time I'm like, is this a cop loading a revolver or what's yeah what's going on? And then I was like, oh, it's Nate. What's he about to do? Go Obviously shoot up the Nate. school? No, oh, he's about I, to go shoot up the school. Oh, shoot. I didn't even think about that. Yes. Uh, no, I thought he was just going to shoot his... I I, I I, thought it was clear that he was going to go shoot his dad. Oh, I don't no. Know. I had... I had... That oh. did, I, I did, never thought it, I'd it see just, Cal again. It was oh, just the last episode. Did. The last episode. I'm like, I think he's a little... I think he's, like, uh, a little upset. And then when I watched the special, too, they were talking about, like, it was a dream or something. So I was like, okay. Like... It was, Wait, what, oh, do mean, the, what do you mean? Oh, the sequence. Yeah. Yeah, what, what, it was oh, the last episode. The the one where we were talking about, you know, how we thought maybe Cal assaulted Nate, but what it really is, he's just been having that reoccurring dream yeah. ever since finding his dad's 
Uh, and I was like, and the whole, and I think that it was just the it was the giveaway was the gay thing with him being in the locker room and him being gay and lo- like when they were doing that whole thing, I was like, ah, I see where this is going because oh, like he- when he had the gun and the beer, I was like, mm, <laughs> I don't know who else he's gonna shoot, but the only other gay man he knows that he's very pissed that he's looked at like this for. So I mean, <laughs> and then when he literally said, oh, this is the reason. You know, I've been protecting you this entire time, but you've been hating me for it. And I'm like, I'm like. No, he hasn't been protecting him, though. He's been protecting Cal's reputation because he wants to take over Cal's business. Well, I would say protecting him. Like, like people are making names. He was also protecting from his mom. Like, he wasn't tattletailing and saying, like, hey, mom, like, look at the drawer. Look at all these videos and stuff. I think in a way that he he kind of, like, idolized his dad in some weird way and like he was trying to protect him i think it was mainly for that business but either way it was it was all just really weird and gross it's also weird that cal was having a kiki in the middle of his office like it was just so weird listen cal's living his best life cal's living his best gay cal, life it's it's the house of extravaganza for me like it really his was. whole house <laughs> he is a he is a new mother. I can't believe it. Is that what that was? Is that what that was? That's how <laughs> basically that's literally. Cal, I, Cal, I, Cal I, about I, to go to the ball. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was a, they're about to go to a ball. But he was about Ooh. to walk face. No, uh, I, I, I didn't know what to really think. Um, I don't know because like I don't I don't know if protection's the right word. I feel Nate this whole time's just really been building up an idea of what's been really going on. And obviously he's just now coming to terms with his inner feelings about everything that's been going on. I think Nate's still confused. I don't think he was protecting Cal. He just didn't know how to I don't I think he just doesn't know how to come to terms with what he's feeling. he didn't. He didn't. He bottled up everything, you know. It, I don't think it was necessarily protecting. In a yeah. way, it pro- it protected Cal, but I don't think his intentions were to be protecting Cal. It's kind of hard with me. He's such a, like a vague character. It's kind of hard to really ever know his true intentions. Like, like especially like when he brought the disc to Jules and like he was like, oh, like you know, this is the only That's copy the that only I know copy? of. Yeah, and then he brings out the mm-hmm. USB. So it's just like at first I'm just like, oh, okay, you know, maybe well, like yeah, there, he really there's did. There's some theory though that the USB isn't all of the footage. There's a theory that the USB is something to do with the third son. Oh no, I don't believe. I'm not going to give Sam theory. that much power. No, I'm not. <laughs> <gonna do that>. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to know something? <laughs> I've been trying to follow the breadcrumbs, and you know what I got? I just got dust in my mouth. That's what it is. Literally. <laughs> Like that's that's what I've been I've been trying. I feel like I've gaslighted myself this entire scene. I'm like, the third son. Oh my god, Lori's gonna do something. Oh my god, Fez, Fez, it's gonna come all come together in the play, and everyone's gonna be happy. And now I'm like a fucking fool. <laughs> I'm not like, gonna lie. The season finale was a bit on the disappointing side with like all the yeah. empty storylines, you know. Yeah. Like, Which I'm well, hoping they use to their advantage next season, maybe. You think? Maybe a, a, a good plot. writer would come back to those empty plot lines, you know, those missing finales to those plot lines. A good writer, a good writing team. But a writer would also be like, if this is if this is where I leave you, here's the promise for something else. You know what I mean? Because a good writer, yeah, like if it's like especially with like Lori stuff, 
why is Rue just casually walking around town like <laughs> it's that's nobody's business when she owes 10 grand to this lady? I mean, I wonder if Lori owes 10 grand or did Lori cash in on Rue's body for that 10 grand? Yeah, which I said that Sam too. too I'm not gonna give Sam too much room with that either. I, I really not. Mm -hmm. I thought so too. I really did, but mm, a lot of other no. things say otherwise. Now with this last episode, it's confirmed. It's he's not he's not doing all that. It's yeah. <laughs> the story's not that. It's good. very it's very like <laughs> when I think I think with this season specifically, I feel like it's very a lot of things with just face value that we added the story into the season. Like with Lori in, in episode five, one the ending scenes with Lori. And we kept cutting back and we like it, it um between like the bird in the cage and then the the lock and we kept hearing the scratching you know what i mean like it was there but it never got brought up again so in the end it just ended up being like sam literally being like oh you know if you do drugs you you'll end up like that <laughs> and then and then that was a close one rue <laughs> yeah that's exactly, that's no, exactly I, how I, I, to effect in season three for sure because yeah Faye was saying, like, wasn't it Lori? Lori, the one that lives at two two zero three, whatever. Like, that's good. That's gonna be a huge wrench into like the in Lori's operation. I think like Fez may get shanked in prison when he's rooming with Cal. I don't know. Like, there's gonna be a lot when of he's like rooming with Cal. Oh, and then and then Fez will be like, yeah, <laughs> man, Ashtray died, and then Cal will be like, Ashtray, you mean my. My third son that I lost because my oh, mom. Stop! Shut up! Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. This is hurting my head. It's no, this is fan fiction. It is fan fiction, but I think I really think Lori's going to come back into yeah. Into oh yeah, she's oh. a. I feel like she's a very strategic woman, and I feel like we talked about this on the previous podcast. Like she, I feel like she knows Rue's going to come back to her, and Rue says at the end, like, "Oh yeah, I stayed clean that year." So who knows? She may relapse and end up going back to Lori. I don't think, again, I don't think Lori's stressing about 10K. Like, she knows one way or another, like, Rue's an addict, and she's going to come back one way or another. Don't say that. We don't need Rue going I back. I know, I don't. But the but thing is, like, we have to remember, at the end of the day, this TV show is called Euphoria. That's based off of Rue getting high to get that sweet spot moment, you know? Like... What's going to be season three, Euphoria, where we follow Cassie sleeping with other men and Maddie, you know, changing her hair color. Like, we got to oh. still kind of like stick to like what Euphoria really oh is. For. No, I think I think this is what it needs to be. I think it needs to go back to what it originally was in season one, where it was truly about a love story between and every, of course, there's a lot of other things, but it was about a love story between, you know, Jules and Rue. And I feel like I feel like this season split them apart because of one thing or another. And, you know, I'm calling it right now. And if this shows up in season three, uh, Sam, I want my money. I want my royalties. But the smart thing to do would be to to do a time jump and then be like, let, let them come back. Let's see how Rue has settled in and let's see the struggles of keeping clean because we've already seen her relapse. We've we've already she's already seen the consequences of that, um, of what it what it would be like to be an addict. And I think a good point of a point jumping off would be to see how she's holding up, to see how hard it is to continue to keep clean, even when everything wants to point you in the direction of 
going back and then even may bring mentoring other people so that she can continue but that's just that's that's just the smart thing to do well that's a good that's a good point because you know her conversation with lexi was all about you know how she says she wanted to strangle anybody who says your dad died for a reason you have to give it reason next season will be rue searching to give reason to her dad's death which that was the scene i cried when she closed her eyes in the play because you know as she said she's always with her dad when she closes her eyes that, i think, I think that that's going to apply to lexi too the way they like kind of really made like put her on a pedestal this past like these last few episodes i think that's going to be the case for the both of them because cassie and maddie are graduating i think they're seniors now uh yes yes yeah so i don't even think we're going to be seeing nate cassie or maddie be able well i think we'll see the time jump yeah yeah like i think with the time jump by senior year because if she's already saying by the end of the school year even though i'm not even trying to give sam that much room but even though she's saying like by the end of the school you like you know she was sober that just that year i'm like okay let's time skip past the sober because obviously we don't want to watch that boring shit so we want to see her. <laughs> they called it boring. They say, oh, this is boring. <laughs> yeah, like, that, it's going to be boring. Just I'm name drop it. She stays sober for the rest of the year. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, it's fine. Cool. And then skip to senior year. And I think it's going to be a big focus on Lexi, Cassie, maybe Jules. I don't, I don't, I don't know. You know what? That I don't think going. that they're even going to finish off high school. I think that they're going to be in college in or back staying at home or at community college or whatever they're directions are and i think that's going to be a lot easier especially for the actors that don't want to work with each other they're just going to be splitting and taking off into different directions and we're going to have different storylines that may converge at the end when they all reunite from a tragedy or something you know i need these actors to stop this does not make good television where they are basing the storylines on the fact that they can't get along i need y'all to get along about that too yeah we need we need to get into that well that's petty (laughs) before we get into that one i just like to point out euphoria does not have to be drug induced euphoria is a feeling of excitement or happiness and i think that is the layer of the show is that what was originally thought to be you know watching this girl's drug abuse drug use relapse to get into a euphoric state it is about finding that euphoria and I'm quoting, I'm actually quoting my brother. I mean, my wherever he may be, my brother. Um, I'm quoting him, how he said, <laughs> it is about the pursuit of that euphoric, that euphoric state without it being induced by drugs, you know? And that is the beauty but of the But we're here show. for the drugs. But all majority of us want to see the drugs take it Stop it. Like, stop it. <laughs> stop it. But then, stop but, then, it. but then it's like, it's like, what do you call it? Um, this is where the show really has to either sink or swim. You know, it's either jumps the shark or it grows the beard. Like, because, um, and for those who don't know, like growing the beard means that it, it comes into its own. It changes slightly to come into its own because look, I'm going to give a really weird example, but just follow me on this. Edit and Eddie. A lot of people said that when me. they went, when they went to school, they were like, oh no, um, they, they have to stay in the cul-de-sac. They can't go to school. And then a lot of people also say that they, what do you call it? They grew a beard, that they, that they the show helped grow up. It helped the show grow up and had the staying power so that we had that beautiful ending. I think what Euphoria needs to do is that we've already seen all this stuff, you know, to an extent. And some of the things we've saw too much of. 
So I think it really needs to come into its own and be like, okay, let's mature now. So that these, so we give these characters space to grow. Because if we're just talking about cycles over and over and over again, then what's the point? What's the point of everything that we're seeing? Then, then this is what we get. We just get a play with a bunch of backstory and very little involvement of the main characters. I mean, we could have drugs involved without it being, you know, a cycle. Like I was gonna say, like I thought I was gonna think that Rue learns moderation in some way, as far as like she doesn't like. Like she's not an addict anymore. She can't do it anymore. Wait, hold on, wait. I'm not done. I'm not done. But she's not an addict anymore. And then you know she's like trying to always stay away. But then we have other situations. She goes to a party. You know, senior year prom, whatever, whatever. Like some, you know, there's just situations that happen that she just gets caught up in the moment, and then she realizes that was so stupid. I like did drugs and you know it's a whole ordeal and then it and she has to forgive again. herself again yeah. yes that'd be, yeah exactly that's the exactly. cycle then, that's, that's the cycle later. he's talking about but 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 wait but then she's not an addict like she like i'm saying like after in a whole month span she does it one time that's not an addict like she literally no, got caught I mean, up that's what I, i'm saying i have and to then, disagree with that because then, there's no wait, i'm not done yet <laughs> like at the and at the end she's i would say the i would say like the last few like last season she's a sober person i just don't think like right now if she's still in high school it's going to be pretty like uh degrassi like i don't think that's what a lot of the audience um came for i would say as far as like what the story was you know prior it was about drugs it's been about like i'm not saying like advocating for it but i'm just saying that's been what's been setting the scenes and that's what's been keeping it pushing so I would say it. They can't just go cold turkey on us with, about it. Like all of a sudden, Lori just is all of a sudden just this crazy lady, and Rue doesn't relapse, and Elliot doesn't matter because Elliot literally said he still does drugs. So there's going to be some. There's got to be like it just wouldn't make any sense for them to just be like no more drugs. Like you I mean, got. Yeah, but to, I'm like, I'm saying I'm saying like no more drugs in the sense of let's not have another relapse arc. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, of course, of course. No reason. Because then I'd be like, okay, we've been there, done that. Like, let's uh, let's let's find something new to talk about about this about exactly. what we're trying to get on this journey. Stray away right. from it, but that's it. I don't think we, no. we we can't really also show Rue trying to do any sort of moderation either, because honestly, that's something that when when I was working at that rehab, it's not really a true thing that we can really do. You know, like you can't. For addicts, you can't just go and have one hit one, of a joint. Right. You can't really just go and have one drink at a party and then think, wow, I was so stupid for doing drugs when I was in high school. This stuff is easy to do. You know, like their mind doesn't really operate like that. And it's it's hard to kind of conceive that, that like, okay, like you can just have one and just be chill. You know, like in their mind, once they take it an inch, they're going to immediately go a mile or they're going to slowly spiral down into a mile. And that's something that like, if that is the case, maybe that is something that we need to see. Is that Rue goes and tries it in college? That's realistic. It is that's realistic. what I'm saying. But, but that's what she, yeah. but we've there been are through a that. lot of ads that go out there and think that, like, okay, well, now that I'm older, I've been in the program for X amount of years. Like, I've been sober for X amount of years. Like, so what? I have a beer, you know. And then it 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 does end up into a position where they're like, okay, I have a beer. Okay, I have a beer and a puff. Okay, I have a beer puff and like. I accidentally blacked out. Okay, everybody blacks out. It's okay. You know, it starts that spiral that then turns into something that's way worse. So maybe it is something that we need to see that like Rue goes 
through it and then she's like you know what i can't i can't do this exactly. i have to like, but exactly. we are yeah. we, we already saw that too we saw her to be like well, it's just weed it's just one beer. She was, she was doing drugs people. and lying. She was well, doing drugs right. and lying. Right. Yeah, yeah, but what I'm what I'm saying <laughs> is like, at, at the heart of it all, the thing about this show is that Brew is really young, but she's already gone through multiple phases of drug addiction, that have been you know, you know what is the reality of it all. We see her go through it just at a year early young so age. They, I think so, any more would, I would like. Say I agree. All with, of it. I would know. I, I agree with. Right, I agree with. Her actually partake in like drinking and stuff, but going through that internal conflict of like, I want to socialize, but I can't really socialize because I don't want to like put yeah, myself. That's fine. That's exactly what I was going with it. That's exactly that's, what I was that's saying. That's fine, but I would, any more of her thinking relapsing. Yeah, that's it's been mm -hmm. done. It's been done. right. I agree. I agree. Right. I, I mean, just from a storytelling standpoint, yeah, I think you need to see Rue coming to an all. You know, Ali is the Ali is trying to make sure Rue, you know, fi fixes herself earlier than he did. You know, yeah, like he went through a whole life with his addiction, and now he's dealing with uh, you know, the repercussions. He's trying to stop her in her tracks before it gets any worse, right? And that's where we, we need to see Rue. We need to see what is Rue doing. To stop herself in her tracks, and but she's a I, child too, though she she's is also so a she child, can, so she can she's be gonna in these make situations. Still. So that's why I think it'd be completely unrealistic. Unreal we only have seen her sober for like I don't know a few weeks or something, or I don't even know the biggest time. Like, but we've only seen her sober for so long. Like, realistically, addicts, like you know, I I know a few, and it's they'll 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 have times where they just don't do it at all, and then they'll go back to whatever alcohol, whatever it is. They'll go back to it for a little and then they like they like relapse and then go back. Well, I don't want to see her relapse. I'm just saying there have be mo there be moments where she gets anxiety and it's like a really intense moment where she's like having to choose like, oh my God, like I really don't know if this is a good decision. But everybody's like trying to like get me like, oh, it's okay, really. And she's like really making like some grown up decisions. And maybe there's a few times that she does go back and, you know, maybe dabs a little bit of something, whatever it is. But then maybe she regrets back, it, and then and maybe and she, she regrets it, and then the drama, yeah. and then the drama unravels with that. So that's all I'm saying. That's what I was getting at. I I, I, I can I, see that. Hey, I can see that. Yeah, I'm just saying that. if it shows up, if it shows up in the next season, Sam Levinson or whatever your name is, we want our royalties. We said we it did. first. <laughs> we didn't we get did. it from anywhere. We well, want the our the wire, the wire actually did the whole drug secular thing first, but. That's another story, but and you know I think it, it's it's going to be good to see also really quick before you change this, the the subject. I think it would be good to kind of also see how society can kind of view people who are addicts. You know, like in a way that's healthy. That like you can have a good time and you don't necessarily need to go out and have drinks all the time. And maybe how you approach people all the time. Like sometimes my go to when it comes to like hanging out with new people or going on dates or something is like, hey, you want to go grab a drink and. I kind of have to keep an awareness that like not everybody can have a drink. Maybe like going out and saying like, hey, do you want to go grab coffee? Do you want to go, you know, do something else? Like that way it's a little bit more open-minded and understanding for like people that are addicts that like, hey, you know, I still want to go out and have a good time, but I just would prefer that we did not oh. use 
drugs in this. Searching for a sense of euphoria minus the drugs. Oh, oh my God. All right, fine. Is that what you want? And that's the layer. That's that is the that is. Every single one's an addict. That is what they're trying to hammer home right here. They're trying to hammer it home. Okay, listen. They are addicts. Yes, they're all searching for euphoria. Yes, yeah. that is the every point. single one. Right, <laughs> right. Now listen, goodness gracious, we are coming up on the close of this, and we have not talked about freaking Fez that whole scene. Exactly. <laughs> let this be. It. All right. Let this be I the last. With that though, I did this shit. Faye is. Let She's the I real did. shit. I love Faye for doing. Good job, shit. Faye. Good job. All right, so Kirk. What she knew it so far, man. Why couldn't she tell them earlier? That's She's my scared. thing. She's conflicted. She's scared. She conflicted is good too. It's a little too late for me. It is a little too late. You're not but wrong. But not a lover is better than never. <laughs> Listen, but tell that to Ash, who's dead. Ash, Ash died because he because he made a mistake. <laughs> Faye and Faye and what do you call it? Uh, Fez were playing it cool. Ash died because he was like. Oh, you said you said no too many times. It's time to get the stabby. But you and know what? This was like the decline of of Ash because like this whole season we saw that like okay he went and he killed Mousetrap or whatever his name is, and then he goes and he beats the shit out of Cal, and then he goes and he stabs this guy. He's like he's a monster. We like I feel bad for calling him that, but he's like a product he, of his environment, a hundred percent. And we saw it in that first episode, but like. Dang, this kid. Well, see, that is the stark kind, and that's why it's a really good, like, comparison between him and Fez. Fez already had a childhood uh, prior to entering that life. Yes, yes. I mean, not to beat the smack the shit out of him. I didn't say it was the oh, best yeah. childhood, but there were moments of innocence. Ash was where was Ash's innocence? Never. Ash ain't watching Little House on the Prairie. Ash never watched Stand By Me. Ash is watching the TV monitors and watching the, the video Getting cameras. Bitcoin. Getting Bitcoin. Right. The boy, the boy Ash has never had a childhood innocence. Fez, although it was, you know, not the greatest, of course, not the greatest, still had inklings of innocence. And that's why he can connect to Lexi on levels you know, but Ash, she can't have a conversation with anybody, you know, like your son's fucked up Do you and your son do fucked up things to, you know, people and Ash is over here like, bah, bah, bah. you know, and the only childhood Ash might have had is watching some Quentin Tarantino films, because what the hell the you man went grandma. You, oh, he got that from the grandma. To, to yeah, he got dead. that from the grandma. Are you crazy to act dead on the floor and be like, <laughs> that was that was a whole <sighs> ass episode. Yeah. That's some diehard shit, man. <laughs> That's some diehard shit. And but look, but look, I'm giving a lot of Ashtray's storyline in this season to what do you call it? Uh, whatever his name is, I think his name is Javon. Javon. Yeah. Javon. His acting <laughs> is really good. I can't wait to see him in um, Umbrella Academy season three. Oh, he's in he Umbrella Academy in <laughs> season three. But I oh, hope that he gets more lines. Uh, an Olympic boxer. Who's an Olympic boxer? Well, like he, he said, on he his Instagram, is, is it on his Instagram? All he does is talk about boxing, and he wants to be an Olympic boxer. Like, oh, really? can do multiple things. John Cena wrestles and he acts. So yeah, you I know, mean, it's doable. I mean, you can do both. 
I just didn't know. I, I just didn't know. <laughs> but ult- ultimately, like, I really do think that Fez, Bay, and Astray carried their storylines through their acting and not so much their writing. What happened to Astray not liking Faye? Dropped. Um, what happened to ha- what happened for like however many months? Yeah, but, but a, a good writer would remind people and show that like, oh, you know that you know a good writer would have been like, ooh, um, Ashtray has to open um, Faye is opening Fez and Ashtray up while they're under, and they would show like how they're you know how they're reacting to each other and how do was make sure that people weren't getting too emotionally attached to ashtray i think they did a good job of kind of separating like their connection a bit because if if we were way too emotionally invested into ashtray we'd be like bro what the fuck you're killing a little kid you know like in great writing though that would have um, been great. You George yeah, Martin saying. is calling us. Hello? Uh, yes. Yeah, the more, <laughs> the more emotion you pull, that's better writing than me. Because, because ultimately, ultimately, this is what, if you're going to kill off Astrid like that, the thing you want in his character arc is to show that he needs, and to maybe even to Fez, because like Ethan has been, or Grandmaster Hoop has been saying, um, what do you call it? Um, Fez had to choose between both lives. And why couldn't they have it? with ashtray as well where you know faye is now being what do you call it kind of like a, a big sister to him and opening him up and then he has and then he's challenged on multiple times throughout the season if he can what do you call it balance um, if he can balance and then at the end when he can't because he has to protect his family you know and then you actually establish that they're a family and you can empathize with that, and then you just say, "Look, Ashtray made his bed, and he had to lay in it." No, he had to lay in the tub. Did I get shot? Bad joke. Too soon. <laughs> yeah. Like it. It would. It would. If, if they would have put more, um, like, given him that role of like, you know, uh, sympathizing with him a little more, it would have been like a how to get away with murder moment. I don't know if anyone's watched that, but when um homeboy died and he that he was literally the entire he was the he was the entire season that's all oh, talking about. hold up uh you talking about season three i, I don't know if anyone's watching it because i spoiler yeah i know yeah. i know is over you can spoil I'm not, saying any, I'm not saying any names but I'm no just i saying, need you to no christoph can i say christoph oh uh, yeah you can say nobody christoph. knows who, yeah yeah you see what i did you see what i did there yeah you see what i did there perfect yeah <laughs> yeah, it was my it. son. It was my son. It was my boy. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like yes. it would have had this. It would have had the same uh, feeling, and then that could have been a whole play for Fez's overcoming and you know things in prison and his own reality of I gotta stop this gang shit. Like this shit is not gonna work. Like obviously my little brother just died. I'm not doing this no more. So then he has to deal with that. And it, and it just, it would just would have carried so well in the next season. Like yeah. it would have just been so perfect. But now that they just kind of just rip him off, like it's kind of like, no, oh, that's Astray. Bam, RIP. <laughs> like <laughs> that's how it feels. I feel but, like but, a lot oh, of people oh. were, sorry. Go ahead, Nino. No, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say, I, I was pretty shocked that a lot of people were so surprised that that's how he approached it. And I'm like, literally in the beginning of the season, they said he would go to war for Fez. He went to war. <laughs> that was, yeah, he, and it that actually, was a motherfucking like, war. 
And I saw like on Twitter, it's like someone had like show like, you know, that scene where it's like the dots like on his face. They literally show that scene in episode one of season two when Fez gets like hit in the head. If and it's like all blurry and it's like if you like look rewatch it after he gets smacked in the head and it's like all blurred, there's like a quick snippet of that exact scene. They could do that, but you know, so what? they foreshadowed his death like the whole season, and none of us okay. knew it. Damn. Okay, but in words of what do you call it? In, in the words of uh, George R. R. Martin, which I'm going to butcher right now, <laughs> foreshadowing and something else are different. Mm-hmm. Uh, foreshadowing, like um, I think it was like having a fulfilling character arc or building tension. Like foreshadowing is definitely like n- necessary, but like. It's if you just foreshadow without developing, yeah, it, it it seems really out of place. And you know what? They could have really written like it was writing itself. It, you had such you had great acting, and you had grandma in bed, in bed. And you want to know, Fez, the, the scene writes itself. You literally yeah. sit Fez down, and you're just like, like after like on the phone with Lexi, and he's just like, Grandma, I don't know if I can do this. It would have been a great. A great scene, but you know what? All the grandma did in bed all the time. That's all she you know, really she could that do. She got shot in the in the raid. There's no way that she was flatlining in the raid. There's no way that she yeah. was. You know, I think I think she went unscathed. What a great writer would have done. A great writer would have had grandma come out of the bed and shoot the rest of the cops Hell down. No, <laughs> what is this? Some Quentin Tarantino, some Kill so. Some die hard. No, what? What is she might as well come off come out with a peg leg AK 47 for a leg exactly. and 100%. be like, get the fuck the, out of my house. Scene change, <laughs> scene change. The the uh, all you see is a uh, cop shoot a bullet and then you just see like the bullet like slow motion. Now it's a movie. Now we're talking about Hitman or something. Right, just... yeah. What 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 is the show? <laughs> what is this show now? We had a freaking <laughs> shootout. A shootout in this little tiny house. That oh my gosh, I I I don't know. I thought it was a little obsessive, ex- excessive, excessive. I'm sorry. Right before they take um, Fez away, Lori comes out and she like sneaks him off. She's a secret undercover SWAT that they drive off in a different direction. I think that would have been great writing. To no, no, that's how you know you had like uh, Sam had a blank and they said, "Yo, let's get some action in here. I need some action writers. Let's go. Write uh, write write this scene." Which. I felt the emotion for Fez. I I think Angus did a re- phenomenal job in that scene. Uh, did that shit. I killed this motherfucker. <laughs> it's, uh, it's just so sad. Yes. See, I, especially because, like, um, the parallels were, like, again, at the beginning of the season, Lori was referring to Astra as a kid, and Fez was like, that's not a kid, that's my partner. partner. And then in this scene where he was like, He's just a kid. Stop. Yeah. Kid. I didn't connect that till you just oh that's it's almost it's almost like a good writer would have developed that thread at the very until the very end. <laughs> so then we're reminded like maybe Fez has to contend with that, like maybe this is you know what? A good writer. Do you wanna do you wanna post this directly to his Twitter? Do you want me to like send it directly no, I'm to I'm just gonna write I'm gonna, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'm gonna fifty uh, shades of gray this. I'm gonna write a euphoria fan fiction and then publish it and change all the names except no sex stuff. That's what's gonna happen. Ooh, I'm gonna make a- oh, I'll read it, Nino. Post that shit. 
the most. Um, you lost me at no sex. Uh, you lost me at fan fiction. I'm not reading <laughs> Euphoria fan fiction. Listen, Why not? Listen, you might this think is, have this better is, writing than it, Sam. Ethan, Ethan, you don't even know the dark pits of depravity that I have seen with fan fiction and that I have enjoyed reading. I, think, I know you, you love fan fiction. fiction. You try to put me on the high half these fan fictions. You no, I have find. not. Yeah. Well, you definitely, you definitely tell outrageous. me about it, and you tell me your words. A better writer would have told this. Uh, <laughs> full of them. Tumblr is full. Of and I, them. and you know, I hear you out on all of it, Nino. I hear you out. I let you run. I'd be like, I, I can see that. But Euphoria, I'm not that invested. Where I need some fan fiction. I'll read it, um, Nino. I'll support you. Don't worry. Grandmaster's support. not a supporter, but I'll support you. Cal and Lori are secretly lovers. Shut up. Absolutely not. What is uh, this? No, that's disgusting. What? That doesn't even make sense. And then the birds are actually children that were transformed into animals. Sure. This is great. I think I'm onto something. I got to write this. No, what is this? Stop it, Animorphs? Uh, or are you like Morgan, I, like Game of Thrones? I think that um, Ashtray's death was kind of inevitable because that actor was just starting to get a little too old from starting to be like that like six-year-old that was originally in the con convenience store. If they keep on put like pushing production back, he's going to look like a high schooler by the time that he's supposed to be like eight years old. Wait, how, so they, wait, they, how old was he? Um, how old was he when it, in season one? I, I, season I, one, six or eight. Or he was young. No. He was no, not in the show. In the, I think he in the was show, 11. He was, he's like 11. Yeah, 11 I think he's just show. 11. Yeah. 11, like, he was looking like a teenager like at the end he of the looked, He looked 13. He looked like two years. He looked 12. He looked 12. He looked, he looked, he looked, 12. He looked 13, 14. No, I knew yeah. some 14 year old that looked like that. I mean, I, like, I, don't, I don't think they killed him. He is 14 in season two, it says. 14. I don't I wouldn't think they killed him off just for the age factor, you know? Like, I think they would have worked. Uh, how, was how was he how was he 11 in season one and then 14 in season two like uh, a better writer would have done their math um two years 13 he just about in high school at that point i don't think they uh, yeah I think <laughs> expected like a whole world pandemic to like pause the the writing of season two i think they season two was already written when they pitched it no, I thought I thought in the show, like canonically, that he is that Ashtray is fourteen, and I was like, wait a minute, how can Ashtray be eleven at the start of season one, and then season two takes place a couple of weeks after, and he no, be fourteen? I, I remember now that eleven it plays a little bit more of a significant number because that was the age that Nate found the, the discs. That's too, as you see, we're reaching again. We're, Sam Levinson probably was like, I like the number 11. It's one or one. Oh, my God. I like 11, too, baby. We, 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 and I, I'm, I hate to say it, but we haven't even talked about Cat. And I know there's not much oh. to talk about Cat or Jules. Like, we haven't even gotten into Cat. Oh, Kat we or haven't, Jules. but oh my no. gosh. <laughs> Let's make it quick, make it some hot takes. Cat <laughs> was done terribly in this season. And the play reflects it too, because Luna was hardly a character in the play. And screw Cap for being like, Maddie, stop. Maddie, stop. No, let her beat that hoe's ass. Stop that. What kind of friend you are, Cat? You just mad because Ethan won a Tony Award. So <laughs> that's all I got to say on Cat.
Yeah, Cat thought that Ethan was boring. I do gotta oh, say, yeah. like, if we're wrapping it up, I gotta say that I really loved the Nate and Lexi, like, romance scenes, like, when they were on the phone, like, talking every single day. And how Nate! 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 Nate. 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 Oh, I'm sorry. Nate. Oh, Fez. I was like, Ugh. that's disgusting. Nate and, Fez and, and like, <laughs> when Fez and Lexi were the little romance scenes and they were talking every single day on the phone, I thought that was so cute. And then, like, he said, he mentioned Little House on the Prairie, and the next day, she put it on the TV, and she started watching I've seen Little House on the Prairie. That's just boring as hell. So her actually watching it and really good. It, listen, listen, the books are really good. I've read yeah, all the books of are them. good. Yeah, the books the are books good. Are really good. Um, but <laughs> what do you call it? Fez and Lexi had one of the best romances in the season. Um, and they just were like, you know what? What if everyone just suffered? And don't we don't give them anything. They didn't get one kiss. They didn't get they only got holding hands. And that's I'm, I'm they can hold hands between the cells because he's going to jail. <laughs> Which again, nobody knows what went down with Fez. Everybody's kind of like, oh, Fez is just another empty seat. And that's it. Spider-Man, calm down. Yeah. <laughs> I think if they do a flash forward scene, it would probably be Fez still in jail. And like he... Right yeah, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Why didn't Lexi... And Rue not comment at all about Fez. They didn't know what was going on. Yeah, a better, they didn't know yet. A better writer, though. Play. A better writer, though. If that scene did happen after the play, don't they think, think it weird? Won't Lexi think it weird? Be like, hey, have you heard from Fez lately? We used to talk like every day, but now he's not answering. And then Rue would be like, hmm. Bro, you in jail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's like, they they ended the season like right after the play so i don't think they know yet but it's like again we don't know if that scene where they were reconciling was like before the play or after the play it gets a little hazy it could have been before i'm like oh well okay you're bringing some good points the, the yeah ending, but it's like it's confusing we don't know the ending just all felt a little rushed and if you know season one ended on a cliffhanger this one again i felt if they did not want to come back to this show they can end it right there, the way it ended, you know? It just had a lot of ambiguity left. And the way it closed was just Rue walking out into the sunset was like, I don't know, I just, it felt lazy. And then with yeah. Jules, the whole Jules thing felt lazy Jules. too. Um, how you guys two episodes of Jules just, <laughs> you know, catching side glances at Rue and then, you know, approaching her and when i and i i i felt i understood rue's response um you know she's just you know she's like in a good place right now she doesn't know she wants to introduce that back into her life quite yet um that forehead kiss just made me think that this is over i was like oh i've I'm, seen that and that, that's what it, yeah that's what it felt like yeah yeah but um but did again jules's character didn't have much to do this season a lot of her was uh responsive to Rue's story arc. So Elliot after yeah. the, the the what do you call it after the the special where she was like I'm done performing for you know men um you know or lo looking for validation for men whatever you know she says 
And then this season, it never addressed the regression. So all this shit that I was saying that, oh my God, they're regressing and, you know, and I'm trying to big brain everything. I just gaslit myself because honestly, it was just Sam couldn't find a, a way to write around um, Jules needing or being in proximity of a man or in a, being in a relationship with a man. And then he was just like, well, you know, I guess it had a great story. You know, what, what about Jules' death? What happened with Jules' dad? What's about what about her home life? She has a whole life, and we just don't. Nobody cares. Nobody, nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> look, 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 Jules has a story. Jules has a story. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> I, know, but I think it's also like to the point of Zendaya, or not Zendaya, if Rue is going to be the narrator and this is like the final moments of Jules, like in her life, because she said that Jules was my first love. She did. And it, it's kind of like leaving it open to like, and that's it, you know, like, I if Jules is no longer part of Zendaya's life, or I'm sorry, part of Rue's life, then I don't think that like, we're going to need to get too much of Jules's backstory, like, for sure, you know, like, I don't, I don't know, like, yes, no. I understand that, like, we needed to see more of Jules, especially since she was the main character of season one. This season, I felt like she was kind of a side character. She was very much of a support and not the main. I think this season, the main character was Cassie, Cal, and... Rue. She had that like one Rue focused episode and I think that's that's it you know we didn't really I, get to see much of, of Rue I think, we, I think we're gonna see a lot of, I think we're gonna see a lot more duels though for sure I mean they, they can't they can't they cannot bump this yeah this, I don't think the they're gonna write her off out. I'm sorry she's a trans no, girl. like this is a whole conversation like this is this, like there's so many layers you can peel with that you know what I mean as far as like her experiences and stuff so I mean, good writing would be to make her a very focal point next season because that all sense. depends on good writing. Yeah, we've been saying yeah. say this whole podcast is good writing. Good writing, good whatever. We ain't doing shit right now. So maybe we should just maybe we should just send like all our suggestions to Sam Levinson and like hope he takes some like I'm listen. This spiraling is spiraling right now. Twitter is destroying him anyway. We don't even have. To I do feel anything. kind Twitter's of bad though because <laughs> I know he like suffers through like depression and anxiety. Oh, but like hope, I hope. Okay, okay, okay. Me too. That, Me like, too. Like I don't get. Right? I don't you can go. You can go talk to his therapist. I, know. I can talk with you, but, but, but I can, I can, I can offer, I can offer criticism. Like when I say it's bad writing, I'm not saying that like I hate you and you should go die. I'm just saying like, listen, it was really bad. Make it better, you know. Yeah, I'm but you know, there's so many more factors to just writing a story. You know, like you have to keep in in mind that you have production schedules. You have to keep in mind the actors. You have to be keep in mind all of this extra Child influence. Yeah, we're talking about the drama, like child labor laws. Don't child let that stuff laws. that that stuff should not affect your writing, though. If there's a story you want to tell, you tell it. I think season one does a really good job at just balancing multiple characters and multiple character arcs, and all this drama that has happened between season one and two affected the writer room so heavily to where now the we don't have a story that juggles. Huh? You mean his personal office? Not yes. only him, 
Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 You have you have all this drama that affects the writing to where now you need a, um, I I guess for a lack of a better word, a MacGuffin to build up towards. Lexi's play was built up towards for like five episodes, you know, and it brought all the characters into one central location in one place versus season one just you just watch their stories play out it, they didn't need a central thing to bring them all together it's like the play was loki and here come the avengers all coming to play their part and i know terrible little i wish i didn't use avengers but you it, it just you know it's, it's, it's like an end game type of vibe with some missing characters yeah i get right 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 and that was the <laughs> problem that's i think the overall problem with season two is just you don't let all these heads affect what's going on tell the story you want to tell and there were inklings of the story you wanted to tell throughout the season but then you lost a lot of what made season one really good you know yeah so i need him to do better dr producers and like other castmates i think they need to kind of like take a step back and let him actually fully flesh out that's what I said. That's what I just said. Leave that, I mean, get that I mean, shit out. I mean, the listen. World. If that if that rumor of uh, Jules having the the Nate storyline or the going after Nate storyline was true, I'm glad I didn't see that because I'd be mad. Well, <laughs> I'm I not think about it. Uh, we don't know like officially like what the story would have been. Like I think they had to play it off to like Cassie's like love drunk euphoria instead of like Jules. I think she was more of a attention drunk you know like she was getting the attention that she kind of wanted from the messages with nate um so who knows what it's going to look like in the what it could have looked like and i kind of wish we would have seen something similar to that but they're trying to give cat an eating disorder and she said absolutely not <laughs> from what they say that they were trying to give that and she didn't want to do those scenes which I Which mean, would like, have made no sense for her character anyways. Like, yeah. I feel like she left off season one, like, so, like, getting comfortable and confident in her own skin. Like, it would have made absolutely, I agree with, I'm glad Barbie stood up because that would have made no damn sense to me. Yeah, stupid. <laughs> that would have, like, because I feel like everyone loved Kat in season one because she was, like, embracing her own yeah. skin. Like, yes. being a bad bitch that she is. Like, you know, I feel like that's why everyone loved Cat, you know, minus the whole, you know, online cyber sex shit. That was. I loved it. I love that. That was, that, that was funny. That was like, get some money, that was, start that with your fans, pay for college. It, it, yeah. It was a good arc for her. And Nino pointed out too, a lot of characters regressed, but now it just seems they regressed because of whatever drama was going on. Uh, Barbie's drama made sense. Like, I would have said hell no to Sam Levinson too, because that makes no sense to me whatsoever. Yeah, because no. if it was anything else, I'd have been like, she's selfish because honestly, this is such a good show. Like, why would you, you know, Did turn down what they suggested? But that specifically, that specifically, I would have been like, are you doing a lot, Sam? Like, what are you thinking, you weirdo? And then with all, you know, like, all you want to do is see like these 17 year olds or whatever have sex and stuff. It's weird. So it's like, you're, oh, you're yeah. just like, like pushing that. boundaries. I don't know. I just hope, um, you know, whenever we do get season three, it answers a lot of our questions. I hope some of the characters that 
kind of took a bit of a back burner this season get you know more showtime and we get to see you know similar i feel like season one blended a little bit with season two and make like a good season three because i feel like season two although like i feel like you know season one you know we got like each character got their own arc and we really dove into their own stories i do really like like how this season went into a little bit more detail like with rue's story like i would like that a little bit more detail of each character but like somehow getting all that you know getting yeah. all our cakes and eating it too <laughs> yeah i think a blend is needed for sure because i think i think episode three might be the best episode of this season my oh, opinion for sure. um but it was just the structure of that episode which is it felt euphoria and then they started just kind of get into a simple narrative structure. But listen, folks, are we are we okay? We good? I think. I think. Right? Oh, yeah. no. Okay. Because I mean, you know, years. yeah, after this, it's it's uh two years that we'll be two back years. talking about this. So that's insane. That is insane. We'll be I, back I, seeing more of Chris and you know fighting over Lexi. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the fans don't and even know about our chat. The characters. <laughs> we didn't even fight about it like that, though. Like y'all, y'all, y'all was nah, scared. Yeah. For, we we mostly agreed. I felt. I know. <laughs> yeah. I just, just like, trying to start a little fun. fire. That's okay. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. Doing <laughs> it's always welcome. It's always welcome. It, again, we have fun here. We have fun here. So. No um, doubt. I don't mind. I don't mind a fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know you like to scrap. You like to scrap. <laughs> I'll scrap and scrap, you know. <laughs> yeah. But to the folks at home, listen, we thank y'all for tuning in to our coverage of Euphoria Season 2. Uh, we'll see y'all again for Season 3 or whatever specials may come, few in between, or maybe we'll cover the next Sam Levinson project and see if he can actually write to save his life. We don't know. But listen, tune in to the Yonko Table on your on all your podcast stations, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you may listen. Catch us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, wherever you need to go to get your daily fix and hear our thoughts on a multitude of topics covering your favorite things and entertainment Listen, as the voice of Grandmaster Hoop, there goes Nieces Pieces, Kame Chris Darce, and Nino Desplazado. We want to thank y'all for tuning in. And uh, shoot, y'all have a good night and be back for more, baby. All right. <laughs>